This is the EWN Podcast Network. on the door. As soon as I met him, I knew, okay, I'm in trouble. <laughs> this is, I wasn't looking for a relationship. I had just gotten out of an engagement and, and it just was instantaneous. My guest today is Henry Ferguson, husband of Michelle Fuller. Michelle was my first guest on Sharing Stories with Helen Rose. And he, I really wanted to have a chat with Henry to find out what it's like to live with someone living with cancer. Welcome to Sharing Stories with Helen Rose. So welcome, Henry. Thank you so much for joining. And uh, I just want to know, when uh, when I had talked to Michelle, she had said that when you guys had met, literally, it was like love at first sight, and and she knew immediately. So I want to hear your side to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Uh, I was working for uh, a number of different yoga studios in Edmonton teaching, and uh, one of the studios called me up and said, hey, we have a, uh, a woman uh, cancer survivor who who has come to a yoga studio and didn't really like the class format, and she wanted a private instructor. You know, are you interested? And, and it, it was just another client for me, and I said, sure, I'll take it. And um, so... So in response to your question, you know, was was a, a, a love at first sight? Uh, in retrospect, I'm saying it was, but it probably took me a little while to kind of figure it out, to, to, to connect the dots. And I think that uh, when I knocked on Michelle's door, it, it was just really another gig for me. And uh, so when she opened the door, A, I was surprised by her youthfulness. She was, she was, she was young and she was very vibrant and the first thing I saw was this mountain bike, you know, <laughs> in her entryway. And I thought, cool. And I, I think that somehow was inconsistent with what how I had conceived uh, this cancer patient to be. And so in any event, um, yeah, uh, it, 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 it was definitely some, some positive energy there. And, and so I went in and uh, gave her the, the yoga class and, you know, talked a little bit about my my style of yoga and then did the yoga class with her and 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 I I I think now that that we connected as I was teaching the yoga class and because th- there was probably shift for me that okay so this is not just a, an ordinary client so now now I, ha- I had a real interest in in helping her and and the what the information that she gave me initially was just kind of uh, an overview, and so I, I, I gave her a, a yoga class and, and began to identify some of the, the the issues, the physical issues that she was dealing with. And so, when her actual yoga session was over, then he, kind of organically, we just uh, sat down. She invited me to sit, and we we chatted, and and I was just really curious about her story. And and. Uh, I, I'm thinking that, you know, we probably talked for maybe an hour after that or so. And I, I was just absolutely blown away by 
just e- even in a summary of her story, you know, what this gal had been through. And I, I, uh, and I remember feeling physically and emotionally moved by, by this interaction with this individual. And then after I left there, you know, beginning to, to process this and, and trying to connect the dots in my head about the, the, the story that I had just been introduced to. And um, so... So how did that w- uh, resonate with you? What is kind of the background of your life before you met Michelle that made you go, wow, I'm really curious about this person? Yeah, and good question. So, so uh, just to, to back up a little bit, um, when backing up a, a few years, uh, my, my second marriage had, had failed and uh, I'd bounce around the, the world doing uh, different things and really, um, really not finding what I, what I wanted to do, kind of feeling like uh, not really settled in where I was and, and uh, just find, s- struggling and, and, and perhaps uh, kind of feeling sorry for myself or being self-absorbed in how my life was not panning out in the way perhaps that I wish that it would. And so I think it's fair to say that, that when I met Michelle, I, I was experiencing life challenges and, and really uh, struggling with how to get a perspective on that. And, and I'm a yoga teacher and, and uh, it, I, I think um, I, th- I think the universe brought me there for a reason because uh, I, I often say to my students, I teach what I need to learn. And so I, I'm beginning to understand now and perhaps when I met Michelle, uh, maybe I didn't connect those dots, but uh, we're constantly presented with teaching slash learning moments. And, and I think for me, meeting Michelle was, was both of those, a teaching and a learning moment. She was teaching me, and, and I had an opportunity to learn something. And, and so sometime after that, I began to reflect on, on what little history I knew about Michelle's cancer story. And then looking at the way that I was framing my own life and, and my own misfortunes and realizing that oh my God, I really need to get a perspective here because my life could be so much worse when I understood what she had lost. Right. And so one of the things that happens when you have uh, traumas or disasters is you do become uh, a bit self-absorbed and you're trying to find your way and you're, you're grieving. You're in a grieving process. You don't know where you are. Your whole life's changed according to the way you thought it was going to look. And so I think we all do that to some degree where it's, uh, I have a friend who calls it wallowing in poo and it's true. And it's like this, I feel sorry for me. My life didn't work out. How come this is happening to me? And like you say, you kind to bounce around uh, to different people, maybe sometimes, and different experiences, and then all of a sudden, it it's like a bam. You meet this person that does give you that moment, and sure, Helen. <laughs> uh, you are listening to sharing stories with Helen Rose. I'm here with my good friend Henry Ferguson, who is married to my good friend Michelle Fuller. 
I need to ask a question, Henry, because you're primarily Michelle's caregiver, not only her husband and her lover and her friend, but you are her caregiver. And she, I think, leans heavily on you, as you do on her for many things. Do you ever get the sense at times that, do you ever feel that all eyes are on Michelle and not you? Um, well, um, I, I guess in in a roundabout way, I, I do that, but but I certainly rationalize that for. Uh, I, I love it when people support Michelle the way that you do and and our community here. Uh, I, I I cannot tell you how that fills my heart to the brim to see people embracing Michelle because uh, the love that you guys uh, give to Michelle, I receive vicariously through her. And so, and, and, and I guess in, in a sense, as being a primary caregiver, uh, we, we have a, a lot of significant people and you're certainly one of them in, uh, who, who are, uh, you know, strong influences in Michelle's life. In a sense, you 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 alleviate some of that for me, mm-hmm. because because uh, you you have you have uh, interaction with her. You have uh, you certainly uh, are a caring individual, and and some of the other people with Michelle, and and that uh, in in a sense frees me up. It makes me feel okay. So so I'm not the only one that has to look after. Michelle, but but as I say that, uh, it's not like I have to look after because I do it because because it's what I do. Yeah, it hardly feels like you're looking after her, and, and that's maybe a way to re- rephrase that. It's not about looking after her there. You fully are fully committed to being there for her uh, as she is for you, as we are for her, as she is for us. I mean, that's what friendships and love is. I mean, it's not just because I, I suppose in a way we're all caregivers of our partners and, um, it just seems to bring it more because, uh, this woman fights for a lot more than any of this community does. So do you feel sometimes that, um, I know we've talked about, people will pass you and go, Hey, Henry, uh, how's Michelle? And it's, it's like, they don't really want to, it's not that they don't want to listen, but they don't want that onslaught of that's a fearful thing. That cancer thing is really fearful. And it's almost like people feel like they're going to catch it if they talk about it. Do you feel that? Yeah, exactly. And I, I, here, here's the other thing. First of all, um, what, one of the things that I understand, sometimes when we're walking down the street and you see people, and, and I realize that each one of these people that we pass on the street uh, is a whole story, is a whole story. Just like, like we, we have two stories talking to each other, and, and we have no idea what their story is about. So, so that um, when, when, uh, if somebody says, hey, hey, Henry, how's Michelle doing? And then I... Uh, start explaining how Michelle's doing, and then they, they, their attention wavers, and they. I realize that okay, TMI, and and you know, change the subject. 
Uh, and at first, uh, when that happened, uh, I, I would take that personally and I would feel uh, somehow offended. But now I'm beginning to understand that we all have incredibly busy lives and, and, and people are caught up in their own way. And sometimes it's just too painful uh, because people are, have their own struggles that we have no idea about. And so, so I don't take that, that personally. And uh, uh, fortunately, uh, as a yoga teacher, I feel like teaching yoga is my therapy. And, and I, I cannot tell you how uh, every class that I teach fills my cup to the brim. And so if I've had a particularly challenging day, uh, whether that was with respect to Michelle or other things, uh, that energy somehow morphs into the most amazing class for me. And uh, I, I have moments where, where, especially when I have challenging days where I'm teaching a class, and then I have this vision in my head that I'm watching myself from across the room and watching my lips moving and the words coming out, and I'm saying, Henry, this is good stuff. You, you need to listen to this. <laughs> and, and so I teach what I need to learn. And 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 th that that is my coping strategy, so that when uh, when when life gets challenging, when when Michelle's issues uh, come to the front, <clears throat> I I have a strategy, and and teaching is that therapy for me. And that's taking you how many years to learn that though? Yeah, and, and that's well. another thing that maybe is a takeaway for people is that it does take time, it, as in any relationship. Uh, mm -hmm. It takes time to realize I need to do this for myself. Yeah. Right? Uh, and Michelle and I have been together 14 years now, and, and uh, I, I, I marvel at how we continue to grow. Uh, you had mentioned earlier we're very active. You know, we ski, we hike, uh, we, we do a lot of things. And that, that actually to go back to our initial uh, meeting when, when Michelle and I became romantically involved, one of the things that we did on a regular basis, rollerblading, skating, uh, uh, biking, and, and we were always physically active. And that was something that was really important to me. And, and in a sense, that became the glue of our relationship for her primarily because it, uh, she needed to stay healthy and, and strong. And, and it was a, a mutual interest, and it really, uh, to this day, uh, you know, we yeah, love hanging out together. Yeah, we're best all, friends. Uh, totally, and, it, and that shows, and that's yeah. lovely. So do you uh, use a support group? Because sometimes that uh, being with like, not like-minded, that's not the word I want to use, but being with someone who has walked that same path, do you find that? A source for you, yeah, and and uh, actually, um, when when Michelle was going through uh, chemo and 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 we were in Calgary, I had actually did go into a support group, and I found it incredibly helpful. And subsequently, tried to organize a, a cancer caregiver support group in Canmore, and I ran into all kinds of uh, red tape and 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 which baffles me somewhat because there, I know that there's many cancer patients in Canmore and uh, and so perhaps another time I might revisit that but the the the, the short answer is a caregiver group is definitely worthwhile 
and 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 it took me a little while when I uh, first had the opportunity, and I. I, I, I think that I saw the value, but it was a, a time uh, management thing for me. And then when I actually did go to a caregiver group, uh, it was the most amazing experience. You are listening to Sharing Stories with Helen Rose. We're with my guest, Henry Ferguson, but we're going to just take a quick break and we'll be back after the break to talk uh, some more. Thanks. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Hi, we're back. So, Henry, Michelle had a f- very, very serious operation, another one, just uh, past March 7th. March 7th of 2019. You, in, was it December, lost a very, very dear friend, and the community yes. really felt that, but we all felt that that was a big loss for you because he was such a dear friend. When... Michelle was going into surgery. Were you afraid? I was. And and this is probably the first time I've actually articulated that because um I feel the need to to be positive. Uh uh mostly for for Michelle to to keep her pumped up and I uh I suspect that if if I uh display fear uh, uh, apprehension about those things uh, that will only fuel her own insecurities. And the the reality of it is, is that uh, uh, you know, a few years ago when she had her her left lung operated, they took off the the bottom lobe, and that was a relatively minor surgery, if you will. And when we saw the surgeon this time, he was very emphatic that this is. A major surgery. He he said that he may have to remove part of her chest wall, lose a couple of ribs, my gosh, and um, and then uh, put some mesh in her chest to kind of uh, strengthen. So and and like I said, he was very very emphatic that that this is very unlike the first lung surgery that she had. And so I think that uh, both of us were uh, concerned. Uh, I, I was definitely worried, but I really wanted to keep a, 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 a kind of a positive tone on all of that, if no other reason than to, to keep Michelle pumped up. And uh, we, we had the options before of, of doing nothing, 
uh, which was an, a non-option, and we could have gone with uh, radiation. And then after having a consultation on the radiation, we we realized that surgery was was probably, as they call it in the hospital, the gold standard, and and that's the the route that ultimately Michelle chose. Um, and but it was not without risk. So uh, yes, you know, I, I was definitely worried, and. Uh, I guess. I guess at the end of the day, it's it's how do you, uh, h- how do I deal with that worry and stress, and not let it uh, undermine things, and and like I said, uh, you know, my, my yoga definitely helps me. Michelle and I are actually very open, and and so we talk about things like that, and and. Um, you know, we, we drive back and forth to Calgary a lot, and so we have these conversations where everything is on the table. And uh, and I my, my experience is, is that when we have fear, the best thing to do is put that fear on a table and, and mm-hmm. to look at it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when you try to sweep it under the carpet that it begins to amplify. Yeah, and, you know, that's the thing. People are so afraid to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. They really... Uh, I so far in my life have not had to have those conversations with uh with anyone that i'm i'm with or you know with my son or with my partner and uh i think it's really amazing that you can be so open that's part of what the beauty of your relationship is is that you're so open with each other it's got to be kind of like the white elephant in the room or is it not and it's just it, I, and I think, I think uh, for me, what I realized that that we that Michelle and I have unlimited power to make this relationship of ours whatever it is that we want, mm-hmm. and and we're we're not in a box here, and and uh, yes, we do have uh, the 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 cancer which is uh, which is always there, but I think I think that. Uh, per, perhaps for the first time in my life, I've, I, I really understand what love in a purely reciprocal way means and what the potential that it has uh, when, when, uh, when each of us is, is the most important priority in our lives. And that, that energy that we can create as a, as a couple, it, it constantly amazes me is that the sky is the limit. And you feel that as uh, as friends of yours, you feel that, that love. It's, it's absolutely fabulous. It's not, it's so real and it's so um, authentic. And there's no, I, I love it. I, that's one of the things that makes you guys so much fun to hang out with. <laughs> but so if there was a takeaway for the listener I don't like wrapping stuff up in a box and putting a bow on it because this is life. And, and um, is there something you could tell the listener that would make them have that learning moment that Michelle has done for you and that she, you know, and that she has done for you or you guys, it's reciprocal. You've both felt that. Is there a takeaway that you could tell someone that is going through, you know, marital issues or life issues? You know what I'm trying to ask? Yeah, and 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 uh, uh, 
sometimes I, I hear about uh, people who have been together a long time and they, they break up. And I've uh, had two marriages uh, myself that, that didn't work out. And, and now I realize, and, and, and uh, often there, there are situations where you, you both decide, well, this isn't going to work out. And the, the flip side of that coin is, is that when, when two people really want the same thing, it, it's, it's amazing what you can embrace and what you can make allowances for when you really come from a place of love, when, when, when you really begin to understand what opening your heart is and you really begin to understand the meaning of giving really is receiving in, in, the, in the truest sense of the word, is, is that if you find this, this person that, that you can create that with, and maybe that's the operative word here is to create, because it, it, it doesn't come wrapped in a box, you have to create it. And that takes a lot of effort, takes commitment and energy and, and a strong desire to want it. But, but the rewards are so enriching. Right. And, and really, the cancer has nothing to do with your love affair. Yeah. In, in sometimes uh, the cancer has been what's empowered us. Yeah. It, if that makes sense. And Absolutely. It, it seems twisted to say that, but it, it's like the, 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 the cancer. Well, uh, one of the things that, that, that I think about cancer is that when we personify cancer as something evil and we can do that, uh, or we can just recognize that, that this is something that we need to deal with because when we personify it and we, we hate cancer and we, are, we, we always make jokes about that, but to, to really uh, put this in perspective, when we see how cancer has allowed us to manifest this amazing relationship and this love for each other and this, this, this desire to, to conquer the, the obstacles that come our way it's kind of like if, if there is a silver lining in this cloud, that that is it. Yeah, and it's almost, it's allowed you to be maybe vulnerable when otherwise you wouldn't allow yourself. Sometimes we don't, That's a, it's hard to be vulnerable. Well, it is hard to be vulnerable, but I think that, that uh, when, you, when you begin to open up to vulnerability, you begin to understand how much power that it really uh, brings to you that, that 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 there's power in your vulnerability. So, I just want to first of all thank you. We could talk for hours about this, and we have talked about hours about this. But I want to thank you for being so open and honest with me today. It can't be it can't be easy to do, and um, I, I have to say you have the best radio voice ever. <laughs> Uh, but I do want to thank you for sharing your story. And, uh, and uh, you know, as friends, we really look forward to spending more time with you and Michelle. And, and uh, yeah, thank, uh, thank you. Thank you. It yeah. was definitely my pleasure to yeah. be here. Right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sharing Stories with Helen Rose. To learn more about Helen's journaling retreats, speaking engagements, and life coaching, or to sign up for her newsletter, please visit HelenRose.ca. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.